WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Four past six, and we are in the Toolkit Depot studio on this stunning 31-degree day, Wednesday. If you're having a good one, we hope to make it even better thanks to Fleet Network. Special day for them. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. Save you a thousand on your dream car. Get in touch with them if you're a business or a worker. Your salary sacrifice, you save heaps of money. It doesn't cost you the business anything. And uh, it helps them drive around in their dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au. As I say, a very good morning. To a man that is dressed like it's going to be 10 degrees today, well, Scotty Cummings. It's currently 14, so it's not exactly balmy outside. Good morning. Morning. So tell me how to dress, mate. He's <laughs> got long pants on, to... heavy shoes, oh, and the oh, old pucker-up windsheeter, which oh, has got to run every day this week, I must say. Not every day, but uh, it's gone close because it's chilly in the morning. Well, we've only had two days. It was yesterday and today. Yeah, yeah I didn't wear it one day. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Peel this off and then go to work. Warming up, eh? Hey? 37. Yeah, spectacular. You got your pool fixed? I mean, no. You've got, you've got pool issues. Yeah, you've got a pool um, issue. Which I that's hate. no good for you. Don't worry, because you, you, your happy place is your pool and your lawn. Yeah, so so my, my salt chlorinator bit has oh, got no. a leak and you oh. can't fix them. Oh, no. Get a new one. Yeah, it's not as easy as just yeah, getting a new one. Get mate. a new one, mate. Just go to your pool shop, get a new one. Yeah, but they do credit. Like IOU top stuff. Well, if, <laughs> well, if you would, if, well, if you stopped doing all these things for charity, you know, you'd be okay. No, you should actually deal a little bit deeper into your charity soul, mate, and you'll feel good for oh, it. Oh, look at me jumper. Hey, plenty going on today's show. Uh, the highlight being our five aside today. Yeah. One, yeah. two, three, four, five. <laughs> our footy idols. Heroes when we were growing up. Met in the journey, growing up. Yep. Have you met them as a kid? Have you met them in your working life and said, that's my hero? I've got five now. You've got five. And I'm led to believe, according to our beloved producer, Chris Clefurnus, and his uh, capable Robin in mm. uh, Lois Lane, that uh, none of them are the same. Well, I wouldn't expect them to, because your footy heroes are those ones you look to when you're a kid. When you're growing up, and if you, as you say, if you've come across them once, I've only met, I've actually met all but one now. But it, when I, when they were my heroes, I'd only met one of them. Mm. That's why he became a hero. But mine are all from when I was a lot younger. Mm. So I mean, if you ask me who the five I loved the most, yeah, yeah, respected yeah. the most, yeah. played with, and that sort of yeah. stuff, they'd be different. Yeah. But these are young bloke growing up. Yeah. And I'm lucky and, in my situation, Scotty, you know, involved in Hall of Fame, 200 clubs, yes. Sound of the Middle Hostings. And I get I have had, Thank you. I've had a chance to rub shoulders yeah. with, in, with all elite. of these. And, and they were, for men and women growing up, that I went, oh, wow. Like So, like, Ken McCauley, who played at East Perth, of course, and was a state cricketer, Noddy McCauley, is, a, is, is more so a... A friend now more than a footy idol, but I remember him as a player. And now we laugh and giggle. We see each other up at the shops or whatever that is, and he's just one. And and I recall doing the Hall of Fame, <laughs> and I'd say that he and I, um, he's still a hero, but he's now a friend. So he's not in my list. So he's gone out of hero status. Yeah. 
to. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know. gotcha. Well, a lot of the time they say never meet your hero. Yes. I mean, there's a top five oh. list for us. Oh. <laughs> a top, you know where mine is, don't you? There's a top five list of who are you hero? Who are the people that you should never have met? Yeah. Well, top I've got five. one standout. We know that that is. Vanessa Amorossi. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Vanessa Amorossi was my absolute, like I was. Just, like, like, look down her nose at oh, you. Oh, just, you? just. DJ Booth. Gave me nothing, Mr. Tim Gossage from, that was when I was at yeah, Nova. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just said, oh, I guess who's coming in? I went, oh, wow. And went in and shook her hand and was on air. And look. I was on air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she gave me absolutely Still, Didn't nothing. even put on an actor's no, face on air. No. I went. No. Hi, great to meet you. No, nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, well, well, so that's a list for now. I just couldn't give a rat's toss bag what she doesn't hold. It's a list for for another day, but um, <laughs> so no, I'm looking forward to going through yours. But in in all due respect, mm. like the name you just mentioned, then Ken McCoy, I'd imagine that a lot of the people on your list of the five <laughs> would be before my time. A little bit. Yeah. So, as I said, but I think our, I, I mentioned one of mine <laughs> to the boys out there. And surprisingly, and I don't, I think Lois, how old do you reckon Lois is? 12. No, he's in his Either. 30s. He'd be 30. He's not 30. If he's 30, then he'd be 35, right? He's a bit deceptive. I think he's 32, but he well, looks like he's 20. Okay, so we'll go with 30s. And I was surprised that when I mentioned one of mine on my list, that he he went straight away. Straight away, he knew who it was. No, nah, he's been polite. And he said, he's what's. He's a very polite young man. He knew the list, and he hadn't been given the list. It's very good. So, anyway. I don't know. Footy heroes growing up. If you've got any, 13 12 Toolkit Depot open line or t- text us at the temper at Bedshed text line, zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. I touched on a special day for Fleet Network. Well, tonight, this afternoon, yes. late this afternoon, Fleet Network and Paywise, Frank yep. Agostino and Paywise, have come together and they've opened their new digs overlooking the es- uh, the Swan River down the Esplanade. Yes. So they have a big opening. Stephen Bradbury is their guest speaker today. Is he? Yep. He's going to uh, uh, come. It's not you. No change out of 25K, so I should have charged it's more not, for the event. It's not you. <laughs> Are you, are you uh, MCing? I am MCing, but I am making an early exit. Oh, that's not like you. <laughs> well, when Stephen starts, he's... phantom. Well, Stephen speaks for about an hour and I have to Does be he? somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's very good. Oh, I've got to be somewhere else too. Yeah, I've got that thing on tonight. It <laughs> <laughs> goes for an hour. Yeah, about 45 to an hour. And a few yeah, questions I, and answers. Oh, I can't believe I no, he's so hooked cool. myself tonight. But but, I, don't, don't care on air. <laughs> hey, now, I want to ask you this question. I'm gonna, this is my question without notice. Question without well, notice. I want to know the last 20 seconds. <laughs> Build-up's huge. Okay. You know, it's not just about... It wasn't just about one race where they all fell over. Well, wow, that's the only one he's raced in, isn't it? Yeah, that's the only race he won. Of, no, but, he, you know, he, he carved yeah, out a, a very know, good career. I know, and it, And, like, tales... He came back from a fair amount of adversity. Huge story. Yeah. Huge story. Anyway, so good luck to the boys at Fleet oh, Network and Paywise to Ibo. I wonder if Ibo will smile tonight. It's a special occasion. <laughs> he always smiles. Does he? Yeah, it's a... Maybe a wry smile. <laughs> So, Scotty, I am guest speaker tonight at an event. Um, I am footy royalty. <laughs> well, mate, oh, you've said all these things. They're going to have to keep But there's a time and a place, that, Yeah, Scott. that was right. Bang on the money. Well done. You're, you're the guest speaker. Well, I'm so the you're episode. the Stephen Bad- Bradbury of the next function. Yes. And I'm speaking Down for two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, that's not the other gig that I've double booked myself at. <laughs> yeah. Scotty. So you speak about yourself. I'm MC. Well, hang on. This is my problem. I'm MC. 
So they've got a few other speakers and a few awards and stuff like that. And then they I'd said... Like to, I'd like to introduce our guest speaker. Me. That's exactly Boy, how am I Give impressive. him a round of applause, please, ladies and gentlemen. You're not making it easy. You're not making it easy. I was going to ask you... This is the difference. You're making it so easy. <laughs> <laughs> the MC and the guest speaker. Uh, are you yeah. the band well, as well? I couldn't agree with me more on that one. <laughs> so now, thank you for listening. Over to the musical stylings of me. <laughs> me. <laughs> you play a bit of bent fabric. <laughs> what is it? Oh, man. So, Scotty. I'm I, sorry, you go. I, <laughs> so, the. <laughs> So the question I ask myself, and, and I know this is going to sound really wrong, and our audience and our family, our SEM Breakfast family, might look at the rolling their eyes in their collective heads as we speak. <laughs> I actually struggle talking about myself. You're a liar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. What do you mean? No, I do. When? Well, because I'm actually I'm actually very self-deprecating. I actually I, I do yeah. I don't I, I I might come across as a tad arrogant or no all or whatever, but that's all a bit of a fake. Taking It's a performance. We know right? that. So if tonight you were they really actually, like that. If you were really that person that said all of those things and actually meant them, we we wouldn't be mates. Correct. So tonight, thank, I know. You, thank you, Scotty. So tonight I'm speaking to a group of about two hundred. And it's not sit down, which is a bit of a worry because you know they when they get restless. <laughs> Two hours in. <laughs> Two hours in when you just get to, and then I started at Channel Ten. <laughs> so my question I asked you is, what should I put in it? <laughs> like, like I like I said to the guys who I, was, I had a meeting with, and I said, well, what do you want me to talk about? Because my 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 keynote predominantly is about reinventing myself at the age of fifty-seven after. Losing my job at, in TV, yeah, and 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 I build from that. It's not all about doom and gloom, but it's about the the moment, where to now, how I had to reinvent myself through real estate, the support I received from SEN and 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 Hutchie and, and yep. the like. Uh, so then I go into, and then I relate a couple of stories. But I did talk to a bloke one day about. He said when you when we heard you were coming to talk to us, I think everyone goes, oh, here's another media guy telling us about all the great achievements and famous yeah. people they've met. And I would find should, that really boring. Should have got an ex-sports person. Scott <laughs> <laughs> coming. Number 14. <laughs> so my attitude to that is, what should I put in? What What do you find that you'd like to know about me and what the audience you think, our yeah. audience who know me better than most people? Half of yeah. my family... Well, you live would be one good thing, maybe. You know, I don't even know where you live. But that's, but You're that... very private. You won't come out and hang it's out It's a gated with me. community, mate. You won't come out and hang out, <laughs> functions or anything. And when you do come to a function, you work and then you bugger off real Correct. quick. Yep. Well, I've got lots of things I need to know. I was actually home. Did yeah, you know... come here up to number three. Sabah Rose Foundation, which I did on a Saturday night at Crown, I was actually home after I said goodnight, home in 11 minutes. And I got a text from the beautiful people who ran it and said, hey, we just want to give you something to say thank you. Are you still, are you still around? I attended, took a photo of myself on the lounge watching the golf. <laughs> they went, what? Hey, mate, we're just going to get you to do one more thing <laughs> and while we've got you here. Have you drawn the million-dollar prize yet? <laughs> oh, so your, your talk would be about... Um well, you obviously got to have a gag in there somewhere because you'll, you'll bore them to sleep. But give, me, give me something. But I think it's about 
you know, overcoming adversity and, you know... Like you, what? What, you, what have I got? What's adversity? Oh, you got a mirror? I mean, I mean you're, not, <laughs> you're not Brad Pitt. I mean, you're, I mean somehow you're on the telly for 30 years. I don't know. No, that's, <laughs> no, no, no. So no, says a man who survived <laughs> with wide-angle lenses. Whackety-whack-whack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said the camera adds 10 pounds. <laughs> and there's six cameras in the studio. <laughs> No, no. So what, 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 should I be, what should I be doing? What should I say? I don't want to bore. I don't want to go back to square well, one. Well, I think you. No, no. I think there's a, there's an element of you know you you come out to um, chumba wumba to tub thumping to yeah. I, I get knocked down. That, that, oh, that's good. That should be your song Hang that on. you lead. That Can we you, get a bit of tub thumping, please? Yeah, so that, just that you walk to into like a boxer. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a terrible song for a boxer, wouldn't it? <laughs> I get knocked down. Well, John. John's texted in. He's very quick, John, from Woodvale, formerly of Greenwood. <laughs> Does he think he's serious? <laughs> I reckon he's chuckling to himself. John says, I'm sure people would like to know how you kept your mental health well-being in check during your marriage breakdowns and your sackings. <laughs> he's, he's fighting dirty today, John. <laughs> I don't exactly think your marriage is flying, John. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> whack whack Mel kept all the money from Belcatta. Mm. You didn't get a single cent of it. I think there'd be... Um, <laughs> yeah, Roy suggested your bowling average gets a Well, that run. does I get a mission. I wouldn't. 9 for 8, 7 for 1, 7 for 9. I've got the bowling average is 3.6. I've got the trophies to prove it. And and the other wicket was a run out, and I did that too. Yeah. But see, they're not going to laugh at that. You find it funny. They find it I funny. I did. But those blokes there, these are high-ranking officials, and they're going to mm. go, oh, yeah, you're not exactly... You know, well, Dennis then you Lilly. could talk about all the, the coaches that you've seen come and go and how they manage their teams. Yeah, good point. I mean, yeah. that's something that the audience yeah, can take coaches. something out of. Coaches? Um, I think you need to tip a bucket on a few people. Yeah. Oh, admit, yeah. You know, tip a bucket on a few celebrities. Mick? No, leave Mick out of it. No, no, Mick, 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 gets, no, Mick. A, Mick gets a run. Why? Leave well, the away. famous story where Mick, Mick uh, used the receptionist at the West Coast Eagles, who was formerly my first wife, who mm. asked me to get a copy of the David Campisi goose step for the Wallabies versus the All Blacks, that famous try that they mm. got up and won with the goose step, David Campisi, and it was played on the bus as the players went down to Geelong to Eagles to play Geelong, mm-hmm. and I interviewed the players after the game and said to a couple of the players, oh, you know, where did you draw the inspiration of hanging in there? Well, on the bus going down, Mick played the VHS. Anyway, I'd already reported that story and Mick just ripped me apart for oh. a breach of trust and where you got the information from and stuff. And I said, well, you asked for the tape. I'd delivered it. Yeah. I thought it was a story. So so Mick called me a, a dickhead well, in front of everybody. I've been in front of 52 players at Subio. Oh, that's not cool. But, but it, we became friends. Yeah, he called me that too. <laughs> and now you love him. He still does it. And I still love him. I still get a random message. Yeah, I do. I love Mick too. Um, <clears throat> there'd be a bit of that. You know, like I said, you're going to have to tip a bucket on a few celebrities, like some of the worst ones you've ever interviewed and ones that are no fun and mm. ones that suck. <laughs> Should we <get> a mention? <coughs> okay. That, that. Can you, if you can keep the suggestions coming, 0487 736 736 If you want to call the Toolkit Depot open, I've got to put together this. But I've put together the format, so I've got a vague idea. But just some of the little stories inside and outside that I need to to come up with. What you want to know from Goss? If Goss was your keynote speaker. Mm. What would you want to hear from him? Yeah. Well, if you had a chance to ask him the question, which you do every day, uh, what would you ask him? 
Uh, Jason says, morning legends, Tim Boone, you have a story in Stella Creo, the best being sitting across an Eagles legend and good-looking oh, rooster. I love Jason. He's a bloody terrific bloke. He really pumps me up every day. Keep him coming, Jason. <laughs> it's not about you. It was, it was sort of half about me. Anyway. Half. Morning, Scotty and Goss. I see Goss has been sending out mass text messages to offer free appraisals. Should throw it out to the audience and offer it to them as well, says John. Well, there you go. Mm. Well, that's have what you, you been, do. Have you been on a marketing campaign? Yeah, we are. Yep. Oh, yep. Picked up a couple of listings from it. So well done. So thank you. Anyway. Good luck. Yep. Some suburbs I don't normally travel to, but anyway, we'll, as long as I get a percentage, you'll be right. <laughs> well, and this is on tonight. Tonight. Do Just need, across here. Do I need a ticket? <laughs> you don't want to come. Hey, 20 past six. Uh, after 6.30, we are going to be talking to uh, Simon Miller, because Amelia's Jewel, $10 million yes. race this week. She's back. Barrier five, too. She's good. Good. There she goes. And, uh, and the the charity in the southwest that stands to receive over half a million dollars if Amelia's yeah. Jewel wins. Mitch Edwards going to join us. He's a Dockers Next Gen Academy Ruckman. Probably won't end up at Freo because he's going to go in the top 30, I'd imagine. What's the point of a Next Gen? And Grace Gill talking about all things Matildas, of course. They are in action tonight at HBF. And the five aside, of course, the five aside, thanks to the Shoe Bar, meet your crew at the shoe. And let me tell you, we've got five players or footballers who are our footy idols growing up or mm. who we've met over the journey. 13, 12, 55, 0487, 736, Talking footy next. This is Scotty and Goss with a bit of thumper tumping. <laughs> Up after 6.30, we, of course, will be getting our sports update thanks to the wonderful team at OMF, Australian-owned and designed, the original mattress factory. On this day, happy birthdays. Don't you, you pinch and punch me or knock you out. You ain't getting that. And to 799 <laughs> on Gostradamus, how many quaddies, with the countless quaddies given, actually land? There's a question for Not many. 799, bit out of form at the moment. slump. Yeah, I've been in a slump for a little while, but it's okay. Yeah, mate, you get that seven, back real quick. You'd want to stay with him, though, because... Seven double back. nine. Yeah, seven double nine. That's okay. One, you follow me. I get paid for doing my quaddies. What oh. do you get paid for? Oh. Okay? okay, so stick that in your pipe and smoke at seven double nine. You're smart. <laughs> anyway, that's wow. okay. No, that's one less listener. So well, no, no. No, I'm, let, I'm happy to let listeners go who are being subtle. That's subtle abuse uh, there. You might be. I'm not. <laughs> Stop blocking our listeners. <laughs> Block nah, it's a good point you make, 799, but uh, I'm... Stay with him. You don't want to be the bloke who jumps off just before he lands and a today, big one. And today, I have got a winner, and I'm going to give it to you just before 8 o'clock. I've got a winner out of Ascot today, okay. and it is very healthy. The mail is huge. Beaumont Tiles gives you the chance to a trip for two to America's biggest footy game with over $70,000. You've just got to shop in store. November 12th, so it's coming soon, and you're in with a chance. So shop in store at a Beaumont's before then, uh, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply for the Super Bowl. Here's one for you, Goss, from all the people you have met. And if you were stuck on an island, who would it be with? <laughs> After watching SAS, Stephanie Rice would definitely. She was good. Yeah, gutsy. She did really well. Gutsy, so her shoulder around, they popped her back in, and well, she kept going. On a desert island, we need someone to swim out and get stuff. There's the swimmer. She can't catch fish by swimming. Hey. She's a good swimmer. She's a good, <laughs> good swimmer. swimmer, but 
No, nah, no. Nah, Stephanie Rice would definitely be someone I would have. And look, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, there's one answer. Okay. But I'll just have a. I'll give it some thought about other people. Do you get, do you get Halloween yesterday? Uh, Lola went Halloweening for the first time. No, we have a. We, our house is not conducive to Halloween. Doesn't wreak friendliness and come and knock on our door. <laughs> come and knock on our door. Well, you know the razor wire that I've got over the top <laughs> sort of gives an indication that you're not welcome. Believe how many kids we have. There's a street in North Beach or a block or something like that that. I think they prepare for it. They get donated lollies later in the year. Did you hear that? And there would have been a thousand kids there. I saw the video of it. I didn't go myself. I My thought it was there. I don't get the Halloween thing. I understand it, and I know why they do it. You free lollies. I I genuinely think Bronny's boss Pete. He posted something on his socials. His whole house was Halloweened. He would have had to have got it professionally Halloweened. Oh, really? Oh, mate, you ain't seen nothing. <laughs> and it was only for family. <laughs> but inside and over. overs, Pete. Well, Pete's that type of guy. Pete's very overs, Angry. very generous. Hey, so but in regards to that, um, it's just Lola came back, just could not talk. She just had a few little lollies, and you know we subtly got rid of half of them and stuff like that. She shared them, and she's not a sugar eater. But yeah. it was just, it, it was fun. It's fun for the kids. You see the kids, and it's, it's a community yeah. thing. And it's one of those things. If you don't want to be involved in, you don't have to be. You don't have to be. And if you do, then good on you. Correct. Uh, anyway, uh, there you go. Uh, Thirteen, twelve, fifty-five. I've got one question for you. Yes. One question for you. Um, I saw Jake Waterman was over in the. He's he's gone. Over, you know that where the Essendon players have gone over for that self-funded. Gone over to Arizona, have they? Yeah. Well, I think Jake Waterman's over there with Harry Edwards and a couple of others. And Jake Waterman, this is Jake Waterman who's coming off a serious, serious injury or illness, if we remember rightly. Yes, absolutely. And he's absolutely sweating it out and working it out. So that is a great sign. Must be good. That is a good great on him. sign. I hope he has a blinder. Blinder next season. <laughs> That's not fair, Butch. Yeah. It's not a nasty, that was a nasty message. Come on, Neville. <laughs> Sorry. Neville's gone by put Neville's gonna put Butcher as his name, but his name's Neville. Yeah, sort of. Sort of. I'd go by Butch. Well, yeah, I'd go by Butch too. It's near. If you hear Butch, you go, okay, I'll do as you say, champ. Yeah. Here, Neville, you know, whatever, mate. Let's get some news, a sports update on this day. Simon Miller. After seven o'clock, Mitch Edwards is a young hopeful who will be drafted. They reckon he's one of the best ruckmen going around and they're hard to find. And a five aside, our five footy heroes growing up thanks to the shoe bar. Meet your crew at, at the, the shoe. Time for a sports update. Thanks to ONF, Australian-owned and designed. And to do that is Chris Clefunas. Good morning. Good morning, West Coast Eagles. Uh, they continue their restructure of the football department. Paul Turk has joined from Collingwood, oh, previously been employed by uh, Wace. He heads back with more than 17 seasons' experience in the AFL system behind him. There was uh, a long time at North. and um, Essendon. And, um, yeah, in the last two years at, at the Pies, under 5'8". I'm not sure you can draft him. Okay. But he's under 5'8". He's Huge. Good bloke. Controversial. Yeah. Good bloke, but can't trust him. Yeah, and he, you know what? Little man who's going to boss you and scream at you while you're doing your fitness work. That's oh, good. Oh. That's what they need. No, you need a tall man to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they need someone who's got to shake things up. Uh, yeah, so he'd be good. Good that he's PT. the new strength and conditioning oh. coach, yeah. Paul Turk. 
very wishy-washy from Scotty. Don't know what to believe about Paul Turk. Nah, he'd be good. Okay, good. He'd be good. Lock that in. Take it to the bank. Uh, in the Cricket World Cup yesterday, uh, Pakistan won by seven wickets over Bangladesh. Meanwhile, in the WBBL, the Perth Scorchers remained unbeaten at mm. home. They defended their score of eight for 166 as they downed the Sydney Sixers. I watched it. Alana oh. King was very good. Bad Amble. Yes. King. They got Ash Gardner out, first ball stumping. How good. Game changed straight away. Yeah. And at least Mooney found some form as well, but uh, the rest were pretty average. Yep. Uh, Australia won't bid for the 2034 Men's oh, Soccer World I'm Cup. out then. What do you mean? Uh, well, we... We know we can't get it. We're There's looking pointless. to do it, and then the Asian Confederation said, you know what, we're backing in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so what's the point? Wasting money. So, it's, before, mate. it's a yeah. foregone conclusion that Saudi afford, Arabia... can't afford to spend no. money on it if you're just going to get one place. Extravagant gifts. Literally just throwing away money. under the radar. Yeah. We can't afford those extravagant gifts. Ah, oh, sorry, the bid. Um, and Australia <laughs> has so uh, so <laughs> completed so. a hugely successful 2023 campaign in netball while sweeping South Africa in their three-match series. A 77-50 to 50 win over the Proteas in Hobart. Uh, and NBA, of course, who'd be remiss not to mention this, the 76ers have traded James Harden to the LA Clippers. He's had more clubs than you. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. by a mile. He must be the worst bloke ever, fair to him, because he, every time he leaves a club, it's because there's some sort of miscommunication, they call it, or a, he's, he's not happy. 34 oh, years old. He called the Sixers GM, Daryl Morey, a liar, so had a bit yeah, of... Yeah, that'll uh, do something. That'll yeah, do something. If I mean, beef with the GM. Yeah, and that's... they got four players for him. Yeah, that, that's not all right. Still at 34 years old, he's demanding... Three games in, refused to play. <laughs> The OMF Big Big Spring Sale is now on with 60% off selected mattresses. Chris, who is your one question without notice? Because we're doing this uh, with our five aside. Footy, AFL, footy, or waffle, whatever it may be, hero growing up. Who's the one that used to go, wow? Um, I loved watching... I actually loved watching Peter Bell go about it when he was at uh, or captain of the Dockers, and I just loved his hard nut style, little man like me, so I could really relate to the <laughs> <laughs> to the way he went about it. Uh, just loved Belly watching Belly. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. That's a beauty. Uh, anyone else who's got a suggestion? Thirteen twelve fifty five or zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. It's November the first. Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. November 1, 2023, and he's still going strong, still wears black, still very funny, still hits a good golf ball. He's 88 today, Gary Player. Palmer with a double bogey six is finishing with a 281 and has to settle for a second place tie. Gary Player becomes the first foreign entrant to win the Masters. 1961, I interviewed Gary Player when he came out to Perth for the Heineken Classic yep. one year. Yep, fantastic. Good bloke. Oh, fantastic. Man. That's that helps. Fantastic, man. Uh, Bill Anderson, he's 86 today. Though you broke my heart. Mate, I don't know if you know, we had a meeting when you were gallivanting around the Langkawi and we said, we're just going to slightly tighten lowest. things up. This is Lois I'm talking to, through the glass. Tighten things up, just make it a little bit tighter, a bit more punchier. The elite music and the elite <laughs> sporting moments, that's about it. How he got through Bill Anderson, that was a hit. Yeah. Play it again, thanks. Though you broke my heart. When you 
were putting this sh- this segment together, oh, that what, up and about? What, what stage did you think this is yeah. worth putting on the sport show? <laughs> you thought, oh, you thought it might have been a story that I've met Bill Evans. <laughs> <laughs> You're too smart. You are very. That's actually your best response. You've come back sharp. 1963. That was. Uh, well, let's see if you can improve. Oh well, I'm sure you have. 78 today. John Williamson. Is it me and you? Is it mom and dad? Is it a cockatoo? Great song, eh? Is it you know when you're overseas? Does it get you? Sort of going? No. <laughs> no. I thought so. Uh, Beautiful song. Homesick. Jim Steinman is uh, was born on this day in 1947. He pegged out in 2021. Hey, he's a great songwriter, including this banger for Celine Dion. I love this song. For the meat as well. Meatloaf. I would have probably run with that myself. Oh, no. Celine Dion. Celine Dion's a pain in the ass, but that was. (laughs) That actual. That's a beautiful song. Have a listen. Yeah, she's got some pipes on her. There's no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, Dan Peake, he was born in 1950. You know who Dan Peake is? No. Have a listen to this banger. Brian's brother. See, I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. It felt good to be out of the rain. In the desert, you can remember your name. Because there ain't no one more to give you no pain. Dan Peake picked away in 2011. He was yeah. with the band, the Trio America, and that was their number one hit. He left the group in 1976. Also celebrating a birthday today, Anthony Kiedis. Now we're talking. Like I did that that's Bill Anderson, Paul Chili. RHCP. He was with them when they formed in 1983. Called them RHCP. Yeah, just a short. I sort of know them. Sort of bit of lingo. <laughs> that's, that's what they asked me to call. <laughs> Sophie B. Hawkins is 59 today. <laughs> On this day, 56 years ago, Filipina Lydia Arena was born. I've worked with Tina Arena. I've heard that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Tina is is very good. A great performance. Achieved a lot over her journey. But when she was the star attraction speaking, uh, singing, performing, she wanted no one to be eating, no table service. It was all about, that's not how you go when you go to a big event. If you're good enough, people will put their knives and forks (laughs) down. And get on the D floor. Anyway, so happy birthday to her. Hey, Tony Collette is 51 today. 
You're terrible, Muriel. Yeah, famous, wasn't she? Great actor for Muriel in Muriel's Wedding, 1994. Been in a whole lot of others. Sixth Sense was huge for her as well, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll keep going. Emma George. Remember Emma George? She was the um, pole vaulter. Yes. The Victorian who came across here and did great things, yes, Emma George. Yes, she was a star. Yeah, gold medal, uh, of course, in the Commonwealth Games and won world championships and world record holders. Well, happy birthday to her. Also, on this day, let's check this one out. This was... I'm just scanning my page here, just trying to find No idea, but let's just play Mariah Carey. All I want for <laughs> so it was recorded on this day. Have a listen. Here come the bells. Love the bells moment. Don't you love the bells moment? 1994, she wrote and released this song, All I Want for Christmas Is You. Uh, and also on this day, Maccabi Diva did this for the third time. But Maccabi Diva clear with 100 metres to go. Excellent runs to second. Ozone runs on, but a champion becomes a legend. Maccabi Diva has won it from either Ozone. Excellent. Phenomenal, uh, isn't it? Phenomenal. Absolutely. Baron O'Day, because little things are uh, everything. Don't miss out on those moments. Now, uh, just quickly on the temperate bedshed text line. Growing up, my hero was Ocker Robinson. Very average team. He was brilliant for forward kicking goals every week. Absolutely. And bless his heart. Uh, valet to Ocker, who passed away recently. Thank you, Gary of Mundaring. And Benno from Bayswater. Five aside, Bazasto, Hunter, good. Shine, Boucher and Kappa. Good. Good combo. Yeah, good Swanies. Like that. Harry Kappa. Yeah. Put him in there with Ron Boucher, see who comes out alive. Let's take a break and come back with Simon Miller. I think he's in Melbourne. Good one, Ben. And the horse is going to Sydney. The draw is in Sydney. driving up. $10 million Golden Eagle is on Saturday at Randwick. And one uh, charity will benefit over half a million dollars if Amelia's Jewel wins. We'll explain that after the break. This is Scotty Ingos. Thanks for your company. After 7 o'clock... Mitch Edwards, a young hopeful trying to get into the AFL system. It's uh, run by my brother. He's put all the money in, voluntary, and, uh, you know, it's in Dunsbury, bought the land and the house, and, and they do disabled people, uh, the kids and uh, adults. You know, they plant veggies so on the farm sort of thing, and, uh, yeah, so I really don't know much about it. Greg's had it for a few years, but Greg's a bit of a secret of man that I didn't really realise until probably 12 months ago. And then when they said to a charity, I didn't even think about Greg's charity until probably a couple of hours later. I thought, well, that's what I should do. Peter Walsh, the owner of Amelia's Jewel, talking about his brother Greg, who's doing something special down the Dunsborough region. The Dunsborough Community Respite uh, stands to receive over half a million dollars if Amelia's Jewel, of course, Walshie's super horse, can get the job done on Saturday in the Golden Eagle in Sydney. To tell us more, there's a lot of veggies, there's a lot of land, it's uh, fantastic. Uh, while she's living in Walsh's world, had no idea that his brother, what his brother was doing <laughs> until until yesterday. Hey, Simon, uh, we appreciate your time, the trainer of Amelia's Jewel. Hey, it's a big day for everybody, isn't it? This is going to be huge for Dunsbury if you can get the job done. Yeah, for sure. Uh, more than Tim and Scotty, yes. But it is funny, isn't it? Like, Greg, Greg's not, uh, he's not up in your face. So he's just, you've you got to watch him sometimes as in, he does unbelievable things for people, but nobody ever hears of it. Mm. Um, and so there's no surprise that Walshie had no idea because Greg would, wouldn't have sort of showed off about it. But, yeah, it's pretty cool that if we get the job done, half the big drops in. Yeah, really, absolutely. Hey, the, the only Greg Walsh I know is that Greg Walsh used to play halfback for East Perth in the WAFL. <laughs> 
And he was a gun. Yeah, he was. Hey, mate, is that, is that the Greg Walsh? It's not the same bloke, is it? Yeah, that's him. It is the same bloke. Oh, there you go. There you go. He's a beautiful footballer, number 17 off the half-pack flank. Wow. Sure was, and then he went over to the SA NFL. Yes, he played over in there in the South of Rampart. Hey, mate, how's the super horse going? Where where is the super horse? I've lost track where you are, uh, Siobhan is, the horse is, Walsh is. Where is everybody? (laughs) Mate, everybody's everywhere. (laughs) um, I'm... I'm in I'm in Melbourne now. I uh, watched her have her gallop um, yesterday, and then they had the barrier draw in Sydney last night. But I, I didn't want to go up for it because I wanted to watch her work this morning and see how she came out of that gallop. So Pete said, "All right, I'll go do the barrier draw." So he darted up there, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll put her on the truck tonight, and then I will go to the airport, Siobhan and I, and fly up, and then we'll meet her at the other end. Oh, so the horse has to go by truck and you fly? Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound yeah. fair. Yeah, would have thought the precious yeah, right. precious right. cargo is uh, the other way around. I would have thought. Yeah, no, no flights uh, from Melbourne to Sydney. Unfortunately, you just get on the road and away you go. So they leave at six o'clock at night. So you're travelling overnight and miss all the traffic in Sydney in the morning. Yeah, brilliant stuff. All right, we'll find out. Hey, and Siobhan, does she need leg room? Does she go up the front or? <laughs> <on> the... <laughs> Uh, I put her next to me, so she's up the front. She's, she's, the right she's in the cargo hold. She's in the baggage. She's uh, she's carry on. Hey mate, how's she going? Not not Siobhan. How's Amelia's jaw going? Is she fit and well, eating everything, yeah. flying? Yeah, she's back in the zone, Scott, which is which is uh, pleasing to see. And you know, she only had that one little blip, but you could, if you can forgive that, and she had the excuses post race. Um, then you take her on trust. You're getting a great price. I respect it's a hard race, but she's back in the zone and drawing the game. So it's got to be a great chance. When uh, you were speaking to Walshie, what barrier did you ask for for the Golden Eagle, $10 million on the weekend? Well, he rang and he said, what do you want? And I said, pluck five and I'll be happy. <laughs> well yeah. done. And that's what he did. Yeah. She yeah, never, really, never really had an awesome barrier draw, has she, Amelia's jewel? No, she hasn't. So she'd be, it'll be a bit unusual for her to be loaded early and stand into the gates. Usually she's last one in and they let him, let him rip. And we spoke to Damien Lane, Frosty, about going the other way and he said she took it easily when uh, mm. when working last week at Flemington. Really had no problem. Some horses take a little time to adjust, but no problemo. No, she's had three goes of it now, and all three times she got on the right leg and did everything correct. So um, I'll tell you a funny one. Yesterday, up in the grandstand at Flemington, you could see like there would have been 500 people there for that breakfast with the stars, mm-hmm. and they were watching all the cup contenders and all that work along the Flemington course proper, but we were doing a reverse gallop, and we can't get on until they shut the, the training facilities. So at uh, 8 o'clock, we wander out into the middle, and Damien jumps on. There's, no one knew what we were doing. We weren't mischievous or anything, but they were all watching the cup contenders. And then all of a sudden, they see this horse uh, start to gallop off the wrong way, and everyone was like, what's going on there? And then I got about 10 messages within 30 seconds. Is that Amelia's jewel going reverse way? <laughs> like everyone in the grandstand had Jerry that that was us, but it was... It was funny. It was very funny. So, um, hey, mate, it's yeah. Derby Day on Saturday. It's oh, Derby Day. Okay, day. so it's a huge day. Best and day. I know it's a $10 million race, the Golden Eagle, and they're sort of banging heads about all of this. But uh, And Damien has committed to Amelia's Jewel. That's a pretty good get by you because he would be banked up 
on the probably the greatest day of Australian racing. Four group ones. Yeah, and Derby Day. So he's committed to the cause, which I suppose when you got him on board, if you were going Golden Eagle way, he had to do that. Yeah, and it's always like, you know, you, you want the best when you go to the big races and we got the best, but, you know, he didn't lose any faith in it after after the disappointing run the other day. So um, we're tickled pink that he's willing to go that way for us. But it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Like, you look at the jocks that are going there. Craig Williams is going up there and there's a couple of other Melbourne boys. So clearly that $10 million purse is, is luring him away from, you know, from the legacy of Derby Day that it is. There's questions that we could ask you about Derby Day, which is one of the great days. I'm going to miss it this year. Like, so tomorrow, this Cup Day, you would have seen some Cup horses running around at Flemington as well to see how they're tracking. Uh, there's the Golden Eagle we could talk about too, but be remiss of me not to ask uh, from a mate here who owns 0.125% of <laughs> Anaballistic how uh, how she's going as well. Anaballistic. Well, she had a, another go up Saturday morning, and actually, to be fair, it went really good. So, um, oh no, Paddy Carberry's a good judge, and he just said, "Gee, this gives me a good feel." So I was up and about there. So Thanks. this Saturday we'll go to Belmont with yep. a gallop over 400 metres, and then that sort of uh, really shows your true colours. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, fantastic! Hey, you've got Hawaii Five O in, in outside you. I want to talk about Eagle. Hawaii Five O is obviously the 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 other shortest priced horse in the race with Amelia's Jewel. Have you got a plan? Do you follow Hawaii Five O? Do you lead it? What's your plan for Saturday, mate? Well, I'm laughing because she's drawn a gate and I've got Frosty on board. I don't have to do anything. Just <laughs> make sure I get her there safe and sound. And I'll just handball it over in and say, do your best. So I, I won't have a plan. Like, if they're going quick, you can come out of it. And if they're going slow, you'll be on top of the speed. So from that gate, you're just afforded so many choices of what you want to do. I know it sounds like it's as it's as confident as you've been, as as confident as you can be, Simon, in in a horse race. Yeah, well, her work reverse way has been brilliant. She's that in the zone, and she she's fit and she looks amazing. So we're ready to go. You still you're still respectful. Like it's a ten million dollar race, and there's twenty horses in the field, mm. so you're still going to need luck and. Uh, there'll be a lot of hard luck stories as well, but gee, we're going there um, in good order. So, uh, looking forward to it and see if we can get a fair slice of this money. You're not going to be at Ascot oh, today, but you've got Champagne Street, <laughs> Valsicina, <laughs> and Nunez today. Give us, give us Nunez as the great deceptive. Uh, I reckon I, I'd describe Nunez as a cheat, but anyway, uh, <laughs> can, can you tell me which one of the, can you tell me which one of those three is going to win today for our listeners, please? Oh, which one won? Well, yeah, I know. Well, I think our best chance is uh, Champagne Street, Blinkers on Pike on. Okay. Uh, we rode her too, too close the other day, and she didn't appreciate it, so we'll just come back a few pairs. Nunez, I thought, could win first up, and just was disappointing, and then was reluctant to take a gap when it appeared, so I thought, well, I'll put the shades on you, uh, and we'll encourage you to, to run a little quicker, so... Look for a positive turn around there. And Belson seen has drawn a beautiful gate and was a good run the other day. She's going to be a great chance as well. But I suspect the best will probably be Champagne Street. Race three at number nine, but they look like they're all a chance. Hey, mate, always appreciate your chat. Good luck. Get up there safely. Hope she uh, acclimatises well up into the Sydney. Uh, well done to yes. all the team. And, and let's bring home the bacon, $10 million. And let's hope the Dunsborough uh, Centre gets uh, yes. half a million dollars as well. Appreciate your time, mate. And- Yes. Hey, thanks, Scotty and Tim. And what about um, for the respite and all that? With all the staff that uh, work uh, at that voluntary, um, they're all going peak, 
putting drinks and lunch on at the tavern for them all at the lodge so they can watch it down there. Oh, so great man. Good little goodwill gesture. Oh, oh fantastic. So, Gee, he's a good man. I mean, a lot of people don't he's like... He's a good man. A lot of people don't like Peter, but I'm a fan. <laughs> There's a lot of good people. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good people doing a, a lot of good stuff for, uh, for for others down there, mate. It's brilliant. We really well hope you... For you and Millie's Jewel and us and them, we hope it goes beautifully. No. Thank you, and uh, have a great day. No, you too, mate. Good oh, on no, there you. There he is. No, there's Simon Miller, who's you taking us right day. up to news time. We're going to get in a lot of trouble. The trains have left the station. Uh, there's a lot going on. We'll take a break and come back. After 7 o'clock, Mitch Edwards is going to join us, a boy from the Peel Thunder region who's aspiring to join an AFL list, and we don't think he's going to have too many problems. He joins us. And five aside, our footy idols. <laughs> Welcome back. Sorry for the delayed news. We just got caught up talking to our great mate in Simon Miller. Just to remind Champagne Street, if everyone who's texting in. So it's race three and number nine at Ascot today was his best of his three. We're talking draftee hopefuls now, and we've had a very big campaign in the last month or two in regards to young hopefuls trying to get onto an AFL list. And one of them is Mitch Edwards. He's joined us now. He's from the Peel Thunder Football Club. He played in the State 18s. And he's a tall lad. He's over 200 centimetres and he joins us online. Mitch, appreciate your time. Good morning. Good morning, boys. How are you going? Yeah, we're really well, mate. Are you getting excited? The the countdown to the draft is uh, getting closer. Yeah, it's a very exciting time. Um, very nervous time as well, I guess. But um, hopefully it all works out. Mitch, you've been, you're aligned to the uh, the Dockers Next Gen Academy, um, but there's every chance they won't get their hands on you because uh, you're going to go a little bit earlier than that. Is this a strange setup to you? Um, not really. Like, I'm the higher I go, the happier I am, I guess. Um, as long as I get picked up, but I'd rather go a higher pick than slide to pick forty. But um, yeah. See what happens. You got any uh, any ideas where you uh, you might end up? You're happy to go anywhere. You're one of those players, Mitch, that says, "I just want to be on a list and I want to play footy." Yeah, well, I'm 100 percent one of those players. Like, I'm open to moving over east or anything like that. Obviously, staying home would be great, but um, I feel like the experiences over east would be would also like help you mature as a player a bit quicker. So. Fully yeah. open to moving over. Yeah, it does too. Trust me, it does. Uh, you, my mate across from me, Tim Gossage here, he's putting his hand up for a lot of coaching jobs at the moment. And there's <laughs> probably going to be an AFL one at some stage. If you were to sell yourself to Goss... Yeah, sell. We want to we want to hear the sell or why Goss should pick you up in the draft. Yeah, it's only, only a matter of time when he becomes an AFL coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I'm an athletic ruckman with, with a fair bit of potential. Um, obviously, it would take me a few years to develop and won't be straight in the games, but um, I don't know, I feel like I've got a good contested mark. Um, pretty agile for my size. One of my strengths is actually ground balls, like the follow-up after the ruck taps and good. the actual ability to win the ruck taps to my players. So, yeah, pretty pretty much that's my overall. You want him, Goss? Uh, no, well, we haven't got a ruckman yet. Oh, he's got a bit of work to do, mate. 206 <laughs> centimetres, 89. Are you still growing, Mitchie? Um, yeah, I got growing pains the other day, so I reckon I might be actually. Oh, <laughs> you get them? Do you get those in your shins? Um, no, I'm more around like the thighs area. So, yeah. Okay. Hey, mate, you played four Colts games in a row. Twenty, uh, and then you went into the reserves. Twenty-one hitouts, just a nice warm-up. Thirty-eight, 
34 and 47 hitouts. As a developing ruckman and a young man in the game, where ruck is key, but you also like to go forward and kick goals. I know that's part of your, your DNA as well. But ruck taps, can you explain to me what they are and how much of an art it is? I want to, I need a ruckman's perspective. Um, it's pretty much even your midfielder's first use. And, um, it's a lot of it's just about working with the other mids and make, having clear communication, but then also like them, them executing the role to be to the spot and you having the right, the right, um, tab. So it can't be too heavy. You can't just belt it there. You need to almost place it in front of them where they're going to be. Yeah. Mm, okay. it, it might surprise you, uh, Mitch, after that question that uh, he has commentated a mountain of football. He knows actually a little bit about the game, but uh, that question might have thrown you a little bit off there. Hey, uh, we're about to do... <laughs> oh, mate. Well, I'm getting a What's a rug tap? Mate, because you and all... Okay. Sorry, sorry, Mitch, for having an on-air argument about this. <laughs> Ruck taps for me. Just one moment, Mitch. Just wait your turn. Just listen, you buffoon. I'm going to tell you, you and I have had a conversation that ruck taps are the most overrated stat yeah, in football. Absolutely. I'm asking Mitch to state the case why they're not and what's the art form. I think it was a very legitimate question. Yeah, okay, no, there's no, a we... journo and there's a washed-up footballer. Go ahead, Mitch. Uh... Well, I feel like they're not the most overrated thing if you hit it to the midfielder's advantage, but I guess it's how you use them. Yeah, it's a very good point. Okay, well, you you disagree. You're not going to be on my team. (laughs) You actually sound pretty bright for a ruckman. So you're one out of the box. You're ticking that one already. They're not generally the smartest place you're in. But Goss and I are about to do our our top five footy idols from when we were growing up, mate. Well, well, well before you were born. (laughs) Who are your footy idols? Um, Always off. I'm a Geelong fan, so I'd probably say well, I love watching Joel Selwood, just like the way he went about it, um, his courageousness. Yeah. Um, probably Mark Blitzarves as well. It's his versatility and athleticism. I feel like it's kind of shows similar traits to me. Obviously, I love watching Max Gorn, the way he goes about it, especially his um, last few games at the back end of this year. Mm. Hey, Mitch, you trained down at Fremantle with the next gen you mentioned, which means you would have been rubbing shoulders with sort of Luke Jackson and uh, Sean Darcy. How much did you glean from them and uh, what's it like sort of being in and around that group, in particular two of probably the more elite ruckmen going around in the competition? Um, yeah, definitely learned heaps. So um, Luke Jackson's a pretty similar player to me. I reckon the way he uses athleticism um, to win the rock cups, but then I learned a lot from Sean Darcy on how like players like him would try to beat me almost as a pretty opposite to me, so um, there's definitely plenty of learnings from that. Now, when you've done interviews, how many clubs have spoken to you? This is something we ask all of our draft hopefuls. How many How many clubs did you speak to either in the combine or pre-combine or at home or wherever it may? How, how many have you ticked off on? Um, I'd say about 13, 14 maybe. So, yeah, but, yeah. And, and, and both West Australian clubs? Um, yeah, both West Australian clubs. Who do you want to play for? Um, out of the two or out of everyone? Everyone. Um, geez, that's a tough question. I wouldn't mind going to Essendon and hanging out with Sam Drake Park. It's pretty cool, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, even a Geelong supporter doesn't want to live in Geelong. So. <laughs>
<laughs> I get that. Hey, Hopefully can you do a six-pointer with our man, Mitch yeah, Edwards? Yeah, absolutely. So, Mitch, what we do, Scotty, ask you six questions, quick-fire answers. We've put it to all of your teammates from the State 18s. have all been very good. So now it's your turn. So stand by. Yeah, it's just what the uh, the recruiters listen to as well, uh, Mitch. So uh, um, good luck to you. Good luck to you on this one as soon as I can find them. But I know the first question. Uh, the uh, Other than football, name your favourite sport and athlete. Uh, I'll probably say basketball and Russell Westbrook. Oh, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Oh, he's got a bit of, he's got a bit, a bit of, of sting in him. Yeah, he has a crack. I like it. Are you opening your own restaurant, Mitch? What's the signature dish? The one that's going to have everyone climbing in the door? Oh, everyone loves a steak sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I tell you, he's bang on the money. He's a smart rapper in this place. You, you know your steak sandwich people are going. Do you, do, do you have caramelised onion in the steak sandwich, Mitch? Oh, you've got it, yeah, 100%. Okay, what's caramelised onion, Mitch? Uh, I don't know, but I work at a brewery and it tastes pretty good. So. Oh, you work at a brewery? Yeah. Nice oh, work. Yeah. i tell you what, this, oh, mate, we're going to be mates with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're our man, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, what song gets you up and about, Mitch? The song that you put on pre-game or you're a bit flat and you need a pick-me-up? Um... Oh, Thunderstruck, running out with Peel, obviously that, that song gets you pretty pumped up. Oh, so, yeah. Thunderstruck, Gordon. Chris Conley's yeah. legacy. And thank you for that, because we're going to get to hear that in a second before yeah. we let you go. Uh, cool. Tell us something we don't know about maybe one of the Dockers that you trained with uh, in the Next Gen Academy or one of your fellow you know, potential draftees. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, you're going to throw under the bus here. One of your 18 teammates, because they've they, they, they been pretty ruthless on a couple of their teammates over the journey. Yeah. What, what some of your state 18s boys that you've, you trained with, played with? Um, oh, I can't actually think of anything. Is, is O'Driscoll as annoying as he comes across? Because he's <laughs> very annoying to us. Oh, yeah. he, he can definitely talk a lot, yeah. He's... He made some pretty just weird sounds out of random, so I'd probably say that's the yeah, okay. biggest one. Hayden O'Driscoll. He's a ripper. He's a ripper. We loved him. <laughs> we loved him. Like he's him. Hayden Valentine, modern-day Hayden yeah, Valentine. Yeah, he's going to be. Hey, do you have any secret talents, Mitch? Um, not really, no. I'm just, yeah. Just a straight-out no straight out footballer, mate. You can't surf, you can't yeah, cook. <laughs> Well, you're going to, we're all going to know our strengths. Um, and the last one, mate, what makes you way more angry than it should? Something little that just really, really ticks you off. Oh, um, loud eaters. When they're too loud, that just absolutely annoys me. Yeah, oh, well, there's so much on that one. Yeah, people are the worst than listening to someone eat. People who bite their fork and spoons exactly. and stuff. Yeah, I'm with you, Mitch. <laughs> hey, add a little quick two add-ons. Um, can you brew uh, Can you brew beer are you, uh, or are you just serve the stuff? Ah uh, no, I'm not. I'm just, I just serve the stuff in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whereabouts? Where do you go? Where do you Where do you work? Uh, Boundary Island Brewery. Boundary Island Brewery. Okay. Nice work. Where's that? I'm um, just in Hull's Head in Mandurah. So, oh, Mandurah. Yeah. And who's your best mate in footy? Who's your best mate? If you were to to if you were to be alongside one of your footy mates, who, who's your best mate in football? Oh, um, I'd probably say. Either Clay Hall or young Bo Allen who's coming up, so yeah. Okay, yeah, Clay Hall, his old man, who I'm led to believe, has just re has signed as the coach of the Harvey Brunswick Bulls. No beauty. For a couple of years down Holy in Good man, Holly. Yeah, he's a very Still good man. fit into his plane jumper too, I saw on the news the other day. Uh, yeah. Strange. Exactly right. And, like and, it. and as you talk about Clay Hall, Aidan O'Driscoll, I'm pretty sure, was the man who said that Clay Hall spends more time in front of the mirror rigging up than anyone he's ever met. <laughs> Are you aware that this is the case? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, when we were at the combine, I spent a few days with him and um, kept telling me to take photos of him and stuff. So, no, nah, mate. So, yeah. <laughs> nah, mate. I'm nah, not mate. doing that. Well, I'm not taking photos of you. I'm, not, I'm not comfortable with it. Especially this. if you don't have clothes on. All righty. <laughs> hey, mate, all the very best, Mitchie. Uh, it's exciting time for you, mate. Stay fit, stay sound, and, mate, Ruckman at 206 centimetres and still with growing pains. Uh, don't uh, grow on trees, mate. No. So you're going to be high in demand. All the very best. He's a beauty. Mitch Edwards joining us. Uh, follow-up work, mobility, reach, ruck craft, overhead marking. Mm. Uh, not stupid either. No, he's not... Ruckman are different now. Aren't yeah. they? they might be a bit more intelligent than we think. He's a simple guy. And here it is. This will get him up and about for the day. Today's five aside is footy idols, either growing up or people we've rubbed shoulders with who we idolised and probably hadn't met at the time or had met and got uh, and just lauded them from that day onwards. We've got five and we're led to believe, we're, and we don't know what each other's five is. Uh, and we've got a bit of audio to, to share with you as well. <laughs> Scotty. Number five for yourself. Number five for me was a bloke. I just I loved him. He was a big man, Ruckman, and he could run, and he was a big, beautiful left footer. It was Laurie Keane. I love Laurie Keane. The forward line is going in after it is Chris Burton. He's tackled magnificently. That was a top tackle. Over it comes to Laurie Keane on the left foot, brings it towards the goals. Was it touched? No. He was a superstar, big Laurie. He was a rip and a rip and bloke. I didn't meet him well and truly after. I loved him as a young bloke uh, playing, but uh, terrific fellow. Lived down Murray River, surfs. Yeah. Not bad for a bloke. I, I just loved the way he played his footy. Yeah. He was massive and uh, and I just yeah loved him. Ran into his son Tyson, who was uh, singing and guitar on stage on the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he's a big fella too, big Tyson. Good on you, Laurie. So there's your number five. Mine is uh, someone that I grew up and he was in the opposite camp, but I met him. In fact, I did a tour with a family friend of the West Perth Football Club in the 70s. And uh, You can't lock a West Perth bloke. When they were at Leadville Oval, and I loved Alan Watling. Alan Watling, the fast wingman, number 30. It was He was on one wing. Stephen Smith was on the other. He used to have shiny golden hair and was so quick, number 30, <laughs> Alan Watling. Alan Watling was then later inducted into the WA Football Hall of Fame and I had the privilege of uh, being the host that night and interviewed him, loved him ever since, and even though he's West Perth, but I loved watching the speed, the high-stepping, bouncing yep. of the West Perth speeds to Alan Watling. He's my number five. How good is it to meet a hero and they were actually awesome. Beautiful man. My number four, I've never met. I've never met, but when I was a young fella, when I was a really young kid, my pop was an East Perth man, so I just went for East Perth. And... We went to a game and I was out on the ground and John Ironmonger was the biggest human being I've ever seen Still in is. my lifetime. Still is. As just a little kid and I stood next to him or, you know, ran around him sort of thing and just went, well, I couldn't stop staring and then I just loved watching him go about his business the, the whole time. It's not Lou Ferrigno. He was massive, massive human being to this little probably you know, eight, nine-year-old kid. Sends the ball back there towards Blackwell. Einmunger's got the sit. He takes a great part. And he's improving with every game, this big fellow. Two on one in favour of the Cats out there. Christensen should have the pace and, in fact, has got to beat Einmunger, who lumbers after him. I tell you what, he's not doing a bad job, Einmunger. Look at that. Great 
Fitzroy, Sydney, I yep. think he played for. Yep. Uh, East Perth, Sydney, of course. Yeah. And also was um, part of the Parade of Champions at Sandover Medal Night. First time I reckon I've seen J.I. at it for 10, 15 years. Still massive. Massive man. <laughs> Moving beautifully. It was so, it was just, I was in awe of the bloke. My number four, watched him, loved him, have met him, have been on stage with him. He just gets better. 30 minutes gone and a very long quarter of play as Stephen Michael emerges. That's great play by Michael out the side of the ground. Holden in front, Michael from behind. Good mark. Back into play. Back out towards the grandstand side. Michael in there, one-hander. Has that been bad? It has. Probably the best oh, never to play yep. VFL AFL. say that. Yeah, oh, superstar. I didn't see him much. Oh, he was a machine. Yeah, well, that whole... watch highlights and just go, oh, mate, you're 30 years before your time. That whole Rioli... Cocky, Vagona, <laughs> Hardy, Abouskis, Michael. That was a great era, and he was, a, and a, he's a beautiful man as well. So Stephen Michael at number four. I don't me. think anyone will dispute that. Now my number three, you will know, maybe many won't. So this is the man who switched me to Subiaco. My mum worked with his dad, and he got me a signed budget. We had a Christmas oh. had a Christmas party at his parents' house. Love that. He came out, took his time out to come and see this ten-year-old now. Gave me a signed budget from Subiaco. He played 204 games. He had two premierships, two-time leading goal kicker before becoming a backman. He's, he's now runs the pro shop at Dunsborough Lakes Golf Course. His name's Clinton Brown. Great man. Clinton he was Brown. a beauty. Yeah, he was. Brother of Phil Brown? I think brother he's Phil. Phil Didn't make Phil, but Clinton gave me a signed yeah, budget. Still good man. He was a copper for a long time. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. And so you, you talk about people who... Uh, you know, you meet, and then they just have an Good impact point. on you. Love they have Brown. a big impact on you as a as a junior footballer. And I, as soon as I met him, and I saw the size of him too, I just went, "Oh, I want to play footy." And had a bit of a tilt on his head. Did he? Clinton Brown. Bill Carter. Yeah, like Rod Carter. Great number three. Clinton I saw Brown. I saw him. I saw him over uh, this year. Earlier this year, was had a quick hit at, at Dunsborough Lakes, and I said, "That was Clinton Brown." I walked back into the pro shop and said. I, I hope you understand the influence you had That's on my cool. career. That's cool. He would have loved that. Like, Are you serious? Yeah, he's good, mate. Still gets, a, still gets to the Subi Footy Club a lot. Very supportive of the club. My number three uh, was, well, he played at Perth. He played at Subiaco. He's best known for being at East Perth. He was a long-time policeman stroke detective. And here's a little taste. Archie Duda. <laughs> Archie Duda, number eight for East Perth. Goal-kicking yeah. genius. Tough. He ended up. He played a handful of games at Subi in Perth, but best known for his East Perth. He was a bona fide hero of mine. Everyone what loved years Archie Duda. Archie Duda. <laughs> what years? 70s. Yeah. Just beautiful. Beautiful kick. But he was just an – it was the name – it was yeah. his ability. It was with East Perth, and we're talking about East Perth times. It was Ron Alexander, John Hayes, Gary Brygraves, Hans Vertigan, John Daniels, uh, Archie Duda. Yeah, fantastic. Eddie Pitter, a great time. Archie Eddie Duda Pitter. is my number three. Coaches, state schoolboys, and Teal Cup. He was frightening. Big Eddie Pitter, <laughs> number two for me. Everyone will know he kicked twelve hundred and fifty-four goals. I was a Hawthorne supporter growing up. His name was Jason Dunstall. There's another one. Oh, Dunstall. Still, yeah, this where is his yeah, he was just a star. Not a high flyer, not a big leap or anything, just on the lead, on the Tough. ground, hard as a, a cat's head to 1,254 goals. It gets forgotten. 
brilliant. Great choice. We're talking about our footy heroes growing up. Hey, I'm going to get my number two. Then we're going to get news out the way, and then we'll come back with our number ones. My number two, Carlton, famous for the big hair, played for Subiaco in the 70s in a forward pocket. was a great signing. I think David Parkin was coaching Subi at the time, but best known for his work at the Carlton Football Club and famous, iconic, and a cult hero. Past Buckley it goes. Serafini and Galt contestant Serafini wins it in pace. Cannot pick it up. Picked up by Catoccio. Catoccio's off. Up he goes. He'll run in and bang. Blistering speed. Goes on his way. Putting it up long to the full forward zone. At the back of the pack. Off front of the pack. Catoccio. Another goal by Vin Catoccio. Vin Catoccio. Vinny Cataggio. Vinny Cataggio. Carlton. Subi bloke. He played for Subi. Oh, at least a Carlton man came to Subi. I think he went back to Carlton in the end. But, oh, yeah, he played at Subi for a couple of years uh, under David Parkin, I'm pretty sure, in the mid-70s. So, yeah, Vin Cataggio is my number two. Let's get some news away. We're talking about our footy heroes. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us as well with your 0487 736 736. Thanks to the Shoe Bar. Meet your crew at the Shoe, the perfect pre- and post-game pub to huddle. Our number one's... Next, it's time for an odds update. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroker. Ladbroker. Download the Ladbrokes app today. Ah, uh, yes, our number ones in our uh, f- uh, five uh, five aside. Our heroes growing up. One man, I'm sure, has had plenty of heroes. Hey, Tommy Hackett from Ladbrokes. Question without notice: Who is your sporting hero? We're, we're sticking to AFL and VFL sporting heroes. Growing up as a young fella, you're still young, I know, but who is your sporting idol? You may have not met them. You just think that's who I want to be. Mine was, as a youngster, probably I had a few across different sports, but rugby league, it was definitely the great Alfie Langer, who was uh, just dominant for the Broncos <laughs> when I was growing up. Cricket, I definitely I fluctuated between Shane Ward and Ian Healy. I sometimes wanted to be bowling, other times I wanted to be... Uh, I wanted to be doing the wicket keeping. So SEN's own Ian Healy now. He was my childhood hero. Now I, I do some work with him at SEN. So uh, it's pretty exciting. Tommy Hacker, one of those blokes that if he's not bowling, I need, I'm keeper. I'm keeper. <laughs> I'm not running. <laughs> I know I'm keeper. <laughs> that is pretty bang on. <laughs> hey, Tommy, Bendigo Cup Day today. Huge. We're starting the countdown to the big weekend, both in Sydney and in Melbourne. Bendigo Cup Day, one of the, the time-honoured provincial cup meetings. Yeah, it's really interesting uh, race this year, the Bendigo Cup as well. Interpretation is the favourite five. 15 to three dollars ten. There's a lot expected of him. This preparation probably has underachieved a little bit, but this does look like a right the right race for him. On the second line of Benning, he's a shocker. He's been ten dollars into five dollars. Braden Star twelve dollars into seven dollars. Zoe Zuro has been a slight drift of six fifty out to seven fifty. Then you've got one piece at eight dollars fifty. But I think the seven fifty on offer here for Zuri Zuro is not a bad bet. Here was absolutely dominant in the Maui Cup last start. This is a tougher assignment, but he's been racing well. Has sort of. Uh, acclimatised now uh, in these conditions. And I, I just think he's got the ability to, to win this race at a nice price. So number eight for me, Zuri Zuro at $7.50 in currently the ladder breaks market. Bendigo, Bendigo Cup Day race seven, number eight, Zuri Zuro is the tip from Tommy Hackett from Ladbrokes. All right, Cricket World Cup, what's the market look like right now and where does Australia sit? Yeah, really interesting uh, futures market now. We've basically got the top four locked in with the semi-finalists. It's going to be India, Australia, Safari, and New Zealand. India, $2.10 to win the tournament. Australia, $4.00. Safari, $4.50. New Zealand, $7.00. That could change tonight. There's a key game here between Safari and New Zealand. Uh, so even though this top four looks to be just about locked in, jostling for position in that top four is important because I think you, you want to avoid playing India in the semi-final. So Safari's favourites to win this game tonight. They're $1.67. 
given. I think the two dollars twenty for New Zealand represents value. We saw how close they went to chasing down that mammoth total against uh, Australia on Saturday night. I think they can improve with the ball as well. So I like New Zealand there at the two dollars twenty, and then it's uh, hopefully Australia can secure a second or third on the overall banner, and we play and probably play New Zealand in the semi-final while India will play South Africa. Tommy, always appreciate your time. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow at the same time. Thanks, boys. That odds update, thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroken, on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Alrighty, our number f- top five, our five-a-side. Mine at five was Alan Watling from West Perth, Stephen Michael, Archie Duda, Vin Katoggio, and your top five? Uh, Laurie Keane, John on- Ironmonger, uh, Clinton Brown, Subi Premiership star... And number two was Jason Dunstall. And now you're number one. Number one, I've got in so many blues because of this bloke, but I loved him. He was just the toughest. He was the most flamboyant. And as I said, I was a Hawks man. Uh, can only leave one man. Back and back, back and back with the flight. He was. Took the mark, went back, hit the Flamboyant. goal, threw up. Yeah. He was just a legend. He was. And a good fella. A great oh, fella. One of the great blokes. Yeah, loved him. Great choice. And so he was my number one. I just loved Dermy the whole time. Great choice. Mine, Subiaco, state cricketer, great fella, and the reason why I barrack for St Kilda. Picked up by Young of Subiaco, a lovely pick up too. Young, a left footer deep down, it's in the goal square for Subiaco, it bounces, it's bounced through. It's here's a chance for George Young, Young snaps for goal and puts it through for four points. There's Wilson raving again, oh, gets it from knees to Barker, Barker still caught, gets it, this will be a goal for Young, Just leave it at that. Georgie. One of the great people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was at my, I think, 30 years, Channel 10. I invited him as my hero. Um, love chatting to him. He makes me laugh. He's still around. He works hard. He's rusted on Subi, rusted on St Kilda. Funny, quirky. And Good bloke to have a beer with. The reason why I just love footy and those two footy clubs is George Young, my hero. Hope you like our five. We'll post those on socials and tell us what you like. Uh, Scotty's five or my five. So just quickly, your five. Uh, Laurie Keane, John Ironmonger, Clinton Brown, Dunstall, and number one, Dermy. Mine, Alan Watling, West Perth, Stephen Michael, Archie Duda, Vin Cotoggio, and George Young. A break. We'll come back. Scotty Ingalls. been spoiled for choice, haven't we, over in WA? The Matildas have done their thing over the last couple of nights, and of course they did it here with an 8-0 win over the Philippines. That followed that 2-0 win at HPF Park uh, previous, and then they're in action again tonight against Chinese Taipei HPF Arena at 7 o'clock. Grace Gill joins us now. Grace Gill, of course, is a former Matilda and Channel 10 10 football expert. Uh, Grace, appreciate your time. What what more can our Matildas deliver tonight? Yeah, 
it's a great question, isn't it? That it's been a pretty special performance over the last two. I think for the Matildas tonight, well, for, 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 to start with, they've seen a couple of the players depart given uh, club duties. So we know the ever-president Ellie Carpenter, she's gone back to her club. We know Emily Van Egbon, she's returned to her club too. And Courtney Vine's also out with a bit of a hammy strain. So I think for tonight, we'll be looking for a really good backup performance against Chinese Taipei after what was an outstanding showing in the Philippines and to do that without a couple of key players. Hey, Grace, I know, I know you know how big the sport is over in WA, in particular on the back of the delightful work of Sam Kerr, but I'm sure the girls are absolutely thrilled by the packed houses and the support they've got, not just on game night, but everything they've done in WA. It has been a magical time for the sport, magical time for young hopefuls that want to fall in love with the sport and, and have. It's a thrilling time for, to, be a, to be a Matilda and a Matildas fan. Yeah, you're spot on. And I think the crowd speak to that at HBS last week. There was just shy of 20,000, 60,000 at Optus Stadium. And again, tonight, we're hoping for another sellout. And those numbers to be piling in to see the Matildas play, it's it's incredible. And for the girls, as you mentioned, they've been going around across the week uh, doing some community appearances, um, some announcements about funding. It's been a busy time for them over here in, in Western Australia, but they've made the most. I think the Perth fans and the community have really appreciated it. Hey, Grace, one of the, the best things, too, obviously here in Perth, everyone's all over Sam Kerr, and it's, it seems to be that way everywhere she goes. She is a dead-set star. But the, the other girls that weren't household names have now become household names. You know, and you mentioned, you know, Van Egmont and Carpenter, but Ford and Fowler. They, there's so many more of these girls now getting the recognition they deserve, even though they've been playing overseas and they're, and they're genuine stars. Mm. We all know them now. Yeah, how good is it as well? Because Sam Kerr in her own right is a is a wonderful player, but for those girls to now be getting recognised in the same way, Caitlin Ford, she was she was she was amazing mm. on on Sunday night against the Philippines. Three goals, four assists. Like her stats were just out of the park. And Mary Fowler as well. She's a very very special player, a once in a generational type of talent. Um, Fowler, she's 20 years old, and if she's playing that kind of football with that kind of class. Uh, at this age, well, I think we've got a pretty exciting prospect on our hands for many years to come. And I think there's the way they play too, these girls. The way they play, there's, they don't dive, they play hard, they just get the job done. But where, should we be beating these these teams, where we sit in world soccer right now, Grace, and how good this, this Matilda's mm. team is, we sh- should we be beating these teams 8-0? And Iran, they're obviously, they're a little bit rusty, but up against uh, you know Chinese Taipei tonight... What should the score be if we are going to be up there with the elite? Well, I think Chinese Taipei would have looked back at the last two games we've played and realised how almost effective, although not pretty, it was the performance against Iran. Um, so the 8 nil blowout was a difficult one because tactically Philippines set up a little differently. But in terms of the result tonight, yes, it's one the Matildas should comfortably win. As for the scoreline, that's going to depend a little bit about how Chinese Taipei set up. And if they set up in that really deep defensive block that is tricky for any team to kind of break down, um, it might not be as big as an 8 nil, maybe maybe 3 or 4. Or I, I know the Matildas will want to put past as many as they can because that's important for their goal difference. Um, but whether or not it's a big blowout like that. I'm not so sure. Sam Kerr was robbed of the Ballon d'Or, in my opinion. Not that I know Again. anything about the air. Yeah, I know we just can't. We get on the get on the podium. We can't bloody win the thing, though, can we? Uh, what we expect to see? Will she see much field time tonight? Do you think? I think she 
will. Whether or not she starts or she plays a full game, I, I don't think she will. I don't think she'll play 90 minutes. Um, as for what approach Tony Gustafsson takes to that, she, she's going to be needed out there. There's no doubt about that, as is the likes of Ford and Fowler and Russo. But how they sort of chop up that game time, and it will be a different look starting 11 due to the, the reasons I mentioned around some of those girls being unavailable. But I think the players are going to be really carefully managed in terms of load, especially if they do get a goal or two up um, because they need to go back to club. They need to look after their bodies uh, and not burn out. Three games in, in eight days is a lot. It's a quick turnaround. So they need to be smart about that. Yeah, well, and which I'm, they are. I'm pretty sure the, the coaches and the managers and the owners of other teams that they're playing for will have their collective uh, heart in their mouths as they try and just get through this unscathed oh, tonight. Oh, early 2-0, get her off. Yep, exactly right. Uh, appreciate your time, Grace. It's on at, uh, on 10 of course, 10 play and uh, tonight on the 10 Network, HBF Arena, 7 o'clock, Matildas versus Chinese Taipei. You're going to be across it. Appreciate your time. Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. Yes, Grace Gill, former Matilda, very good with her knowledge of that game. And if you are going, enjoy. Back to wrap it up next, this is Scotty and Goss. We've had a great time over the last couple of hours. Here are the highlights. You're the guest speaker. Well, I'm the You're episode. the Stephen Bradbury of the next function. <laughs> and I'm speaking Down for two and a half hours. <laughs> I can tell you right now, that's not the other gig that I've double booked myself at. I'm MC. And then they I'd said... Like, I'd like to introduce our guest speaker, me. I actually struggle talking about myself. You're a liar. <laughs> no. So Mick called me a, a dickhead in front of everybody. In front of 52 players. at super over. Oh, that's not cool. But, but we became friends. They call me that too. Is that you know, when you're overseas yeah, to get you sort of going? No. Mitch Edwards. And as you talk about Clay Hall, Aidan O'Driscoll, I'm pretty sure, was the man who said that Clay Hall spends more time in front of the mirror rigging up than anyone he's ever met. <laughs> Are you aware that this is the case? Yeah, no. When we were at the combine, I spent a few days with him and um, kept telling me to take photos of him and stuff. I said, nah, mate. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate. I'm nah, not mate. doing that. John says, I'm sure people would like to know how you kept your mental health well-being in check during your marriage breakdowns and your sackings. <laughs> he's, he's fighting dirty today, John. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go well. Hey, well done. Good All show. the best to you. Well done, Lois. Well done, Special Kate. Hey, tomorrow, exclusive. Danny Laidley. Is Danny Laidley going to coach AFLW? We're going to go straight to Danny Laidley. Join us tomorrow. You beauty. Yeah. See you then. Peter Bell will also join us. Well, it's been happening there too. It's a big show tomorrow. You get some sleep after you think tonight. Keep an eye on the West Coast Eagles today. There might be something happening out there as well. And a quiz for drum and golf. Peter Bell, Danny Laidley, big show tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. And if you want to hear about my speaking engagement, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you be listening at six. No time.